Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Now we have a little interview I did with Phoebe Hinchcliffe and Luke Shaw on, uh, <clears throat> on Ramere? Yeah. Or Rapere. Rapere. I should definitely look at that before I say it. My God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did it on Thursday. Uh, that, was, that was silly of me. Oh, I did it on Thursday and it was pretty cool. And I guess we'll, uh, we'll hear that now. And yeah, how was it talking to them? Ah, very friendly, easy to talk to people. I just talked mm. about, like, their works, their history. Uh, Luke's in a band. Phoebe likes talking about um, the conversation between language and land and stuff like that. So mm. that's kind of the vibe we've got. Uh, um, and after that, we have Gorillaz with On Melancholy Hill, the She Is Danger remix. And then we have Shoo Shoo with Wondering. Uh, let's get into the interview, shall we? It is currently... Yeah. Yeah, 11.35. That's a good plan. Let's do it, people. Let's do it. Kia ora Radio 1, ko Zach Tokuingawa, and I'm here with none other than Phoebe Hinchcliffe and Luke Shaw, who just opened up a new exhibition here at the Blue Oyster Gallery. Say hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. Yourself? <laughs> good, thank you. <laughs> Very epic. Um, so how long has this exhibition been in the making? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's been a couple of months. Um, Since the... Um... Like November, December? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not too long ago, really, in the grand scheme of things. Just like no, it was a pretty yeah. short turnaround, actually. Oh, nice, and, nice. Yeah, I noticed in the press release for the exhibition that you're both uh, very interested in Western films. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I've got to say, um, would it be fair to say that the interest in Westerns shows in your in your exhibition with like the rusty pipes sticking out of the wall and like some of the pictures in the slideshow? Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, I think so. I guess we were looking a lot of that, thinking a lot about that stuff as being like, a, like it almost taking on a stage or something like a set of a Western film. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. So yeah. Mm, the the image making and the and the props that might be on a set, a film set. Yeah. No, it definitely gives off that Westerny vibe. Um, and no, another little side, uh, follow up question from that. What are you guys' favourite Western films? They're um, Sergio Leone. Just been watching a bunch of those recently. <laughs> nice. Are they an Italian filmmaker? Yeah, my my personal favourites, uh, Jim Jarmusch, uh, uh, his his film Dead Man, with uh, Neil Young's uh, live improvised soundtrack. That is a great film. It's a slow burner, but uh... what makes you guys interested in uh, the journey, so to speak, the titular something between nothing and nowhere? Um, for me, the journey kind of comes from some research I did a couple of years ago. Uh, so I, I did uh, sound work for my uh, postgraduate studies. Yeah. And so I was playing improvised guitar music and I was also making Western films. I guess that's another place where this conversation started for us. And I was kind of um, comparing those long, slow journeys to improvised music and that kind of like when you're performing your between states oh, trying nice. to get somewhere that you don't yeah. necessarily know how it's going to end up yeah, yeah you don't really know what the destination is i guess that's uh, a, a similarity with with my work but maybe i come at it from uh, a slightly more literal sense i enjoy getting out into the landscape and looking at the relationships between land and body and yeah. language and what it means or what happens in that state of transition like when you are uh trying to get to a point 
there's still that in between that's that really fruitful area that has that experience yeah it's, it's definitely a place of a growth i guess as well yeah place for change yeah yeah definitely um another question are you guys going to continue to collaborate and perhaps make another exhibition like uh yeah what else is in the pipeline for both of you well i guess this is this is a continuation of collaboration of sorts anyway because we were in a show uh at the physics room with uh another graduate Daniel Shasky last year in a show called Domino Domino and I, that's kind of where this started and our work in that show couldn't really separate the readings. Luke did a sound work and I had a uh, kind of moving image installation work and both were behind this closed off wall area uh, so it was impossible to separate them but that wasn't a bad thing so that there was that crossover um, that kind of made us think, oh, that, that might be, we might be onto something. Um, and so when it came to writing the proposal for Blue Oyster, it kind of made sense that we would come at it from a collaborative um, place and look at what it would mean for us to make purely collaborative work and see where that could take us. So, yeah, definitely possibility for for something in the future. And just to add to that, I also think it's a really generative way of working. Um, I feel like it's maybe the first time I've worked truly, purely collaboratively with someone. Mm. And it's not dissimilar to playing in bands, you know. That's how mm. I kind of get my head around it. And, you know, if you're lacking in energy or someone else, the other person is lacking in energy, it's kind of easy to push each other along and bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I mm. think hopefully we can pull something together some other time. Mm. Yeah, sweet ass. Um, uh, There's a question for you, Phoebe. I noticed on the press release, it says you're interested in the, uh, in the conversation between language and land, I believe. Could you explain like what is your, your interest in language and land and uh, how it impacts your art? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I think a few years ago I was really interested in a book that Gertrude Stein wrote called Tender Buttons and I was thinking about how she was able to write in that way it's quite an abstract way of writing and um, I found it easiest to consider what it what it might mean to write in that way by spending time in the land and I made these little clay objects with words on them and there was a discarding of language in this performance piece that I had filmed and I think it kind of started from there and it went into signs and symbols that are present in language and present in the landscape and um, oh this this might be a bit confusing but in <laughs> on the way to the west coast there's a, a site called the gap and it's this wee notch in the ridge line that you can see when you're traveling along the road and I, I just i think for me that was a really interesting symbol that i thought oh there's, there's so many connotations with the gap or nothing nowhere how does language operate in the landscape how does it operate in terms of how we think and how we experience it and i guess that's where that crossover is um, it, like sentence structure, walking similarities in that as well, um, and 
I guess when I'm out walking, there's a whole bunch of thinking going on as well. Uh, and I suppose that's where that kind of crossover is. A very present moment kind of way of operating. Okay, cool. Um, now, Luke, there's a question for you. I, uh, I saw on the press release that you're a musician and part of an autotahi band, the, uh, the All Power 45s. Uh, yeah, how long has the duo been going for, and how would you describe the band's sound? I listened to the song "Only Boring People Get Bored." Fantastic track, by the way. Oh my gosh! Ah, uh, thanks. Oh, I think we started in maybe 2017. So Luke Wood, sorry, both called Luke. It's much easier that way. Um, <laughs> he was my lecturer and supervisor at university. Share an interest in old vintage guitars and. It start, we started out as wanting to be like a 50s surf band and play uh, retirement homes and vineyards in the summer. Yeah. That was our get-rich-quick scheme, <laughs> which didn't really come about. And I guess we, uh, we're pretty bad. We kind of keep changing our minds on what angle we're taking. So it started with the 50s surf kind of stuff, and then it went into playing noise, which is... I guess been like a major, like the largest kind of output that we've done. But more recently, um, we played at um, an opening, Dane Mitchell's opening at the Christchurch Art Gallery, and decided to throw all of that out the window and play like a kind of kraut rock, long form, <laughs> monotonous, kind of like unflinching half hour set, which is what uh, that track that you mentioned before is. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind oh, of where we're at at the moment. That's awesome. That's that's real sick. Uh, and speaking of music, who are some bands that you guys have been listening to lately? Gotta uh, the birds. <laughs> yeah, so I'm also in a in a country band, so I've forced Phoebe to listen to a lot of country music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right in line with the western stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah. anything Graham Parsons touched is pretty amazing. And possibly my all-time favorite country singer, Loretta Lynn, is oh, just yeah. the absolute bomb. What a band! <laughs> so I've been listening to a whole lot of that. That's what that's what we were listening to on our on our travels down to Dunedin and Christchurch. So I'd say it was uh, influential. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart of the rodeo. Yeah, uh, by album. the birds and the international submarine band Safe at Home. Cool. Sounds very vibey. <clears throat> Have you guys spent much time in Otsipoti? Not as much as I would like. I really enjoyed being down there for the for the install week. There there are some weird, uncanny similarities with Christchurch, like the hill lines mm. and the uh, what would you call it? The kind of aerial mast that's on is it Mount Cargill? And there's one up here in Christchurch on yeah. on one called Sugarloaf. And mm. I've, I've, it's weird. Um, I guess it kind of played into. Uh, how we were thinking about how spaces could be transposed and it was mm. this really bizarre kind of almost deja vu kind of like oh I'm in Christchurch but I'm in Dunedin so kind of fitting anyway that's off, off track Yeah, I there's another project in that though that's a whole other um, work I uh, haven't spent that much time down there but I feel like it's a, a place that would be quite fruitful alrighty uh, is there anything else you guys want to add <clears throat> before we finish up uh, check out the show <laughs> Yeah, gee. I guess we should promo the show properly, right? It runs until... 27th of February. 
Oh, I've, oh yeah, 27th yeah. of Feb. Yeah. Hey, I got you on luck. <laughs> You're way more onto it than us, clearly. I've got a, yeah, I've got a script in front of me. So, uh, oh, yeah, good, I got the good benefit plan. of the benefit of being in the media. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Carpe, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Luke and Phoebe. Hope you have a fantastic day. Awesome. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. No problem. No, have a great day, team. Look forward to more collaborations in the future. Yeah, us too. That was Phoebe Hinchcliffe and Luke Shaw, and you all can see the exhibition Somewhere Between Nothing and Nowhere at the Blue Oyster Gallery on Dowling Street. The exhibition runs from uh, whenever it started till the 27th of February, so get in while stocks last. I'm Zach Hoffman, and you're listening to Irirangi Kotahi. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.